0: Rain in the Northeast. Who who could possibly imagine that? Like every three minutes,
1: it's. Oh. Uh, got hit. We got hit right. I got stuck in it. We went to the took the kids to the farm yesterday to feed the animals.
0: Cool.
1: In Chester, but I got hit with a storm that reminded me of my days in uh, Florida because couldn't see. I had to put my hazards on. I couldn't see the car in front of me. Uh, it was a couple minutes, but it was it was it was scary yesterday for sure.
0: It, it's been insanely crazy. You're right because I was in the city. I um. Took the boys, like I said, I took the boys, my middles, they're uh, 12 and soon to be 14, to New York for two days. And their mother, who's, you know, great boy's mom, my daughter-in-law's a great mother, fabulous woman, um, to New York because I wanted to do fun, fun stuff with them that didn't involve, you know, we, we didn't, I didn't have time to go to the beach this year. We always go to the Outer Banks. We didn't have the time. There was like a lot going on. It poured on the way home to the point where I couldn't even see the drive.
1: Yeah, it was it was blinding for sure.
0: It was crazy. And everybody on 80 gets like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, like the, instead of just slowing down and like being cautious, I always put my hazards on. I think that's old school. I think I learned that back in the day when I was driving, maybe. I don't know. But I always put my hazards on like other people. Like, I don't know what they do. Like, they get so like scared. They almost freeze on the highway.
1: I put my hazards on, too.
0: Oh, good. So I'm not the only weirdo out there. Um, so yeah, we had the greatest time. Uh, we went to the first pizza parlor ever in America, which is Lombardi's, which, you know, which is, um, down on spring. It was fun. And as heck, one large pizza, four sodas, 40 bucks.
1: Wow. Is that the, the square, they do the square pie?
0: No, no, no. Dude, it was regular round pie.
1: Okay, because I'm thinking of a different location. Go ahead. And
0: very thin. I mean, Delish Dish, you know, they have the big plaque, first pizza parlor or pizzeria ever in America. It it was delicious. It was packed in there. We waited, oh gosh, I don't know, like uh, 40 minutes. But it was worth it. We had a great time and they wanted to go and and then we went and it was great. Then we walked and we hoofed it because the apartment I stay at is up on 90th. So we, we took a cab down from 90th. The guy was a lunatic. He ran like three red lights. I, I, the guy must go through a horn a day because he's like laying on the horn on everybody. He was just like crazy. But he got us down I gave there. gave the
1: full experience. Huh? He
0: gave
1: him the full experience.
0: Yeah, that's the full experience. Actually, yeah. I was in the front seat and I was like, dude, how many horns do you go through? Because he was like <laughs> nuts. Anyway, we got down there and um, we did the pizza parlor. That was fun. Then we walked from the pizza parlor down to the Freedom Tower. I have a very, very dear friend that is, um, you know, really, really influential in that that area of security. And he took us through the Freedom Tower. Holy cow. Like, it's the second time I've been there. But to hear someone who was there on the ground at 9-11, who worked diligently with these people and trying to, to figure out, you know, what happened and how it happened and why it happened. And to hear it in his voice and have him explain it to my grandsons, it gave you a whole new perspective on life and and what goes on and how there's so many people behind the scenes trying to protect us and, and not just the military, but, you know, many, many organizations right down to the EMS and, and fire firefighters and everybody just trying to protect us and keep us safe. Our country is truly, truly magnificent and truly, truly we are blessed to live here. And if you feel differently, please leave. Bye-bye. Just saying, but yeah, it was quite, (laughs) it was an amazing, amazing experience. Um, The boys got to do things like they've never, most people will never in their lifetime get to do. He was, he was very kind to them and very generous And we just had the greatest time. And they really, they just really came away with like a lot of comments as we're walking. We decided to walk up, go all the way up to uh, Vandal, up on um, Ballery. So we walked all the way up to to Vandal to have uh, dinner. And I'll tell you, they had a lot of great comments, a lot of great questions. It was just, I I really felt like that was a definite, definite, time with them that was really well received by them
1: it's a good city day that was a nice treat for them and for you
0: oh yeah it was fabulous and you know what i really i i I have to say this honestly my son my oldest son and his wife are doing an amazing job with these boys they're 12 and 14 they stood up straight they looked him in the eye they shook his hand they put their hand out to shake and they introduced themselves um they were polite. They were well-mannered. They listened intently. They had a lot of questions. Um, and then when we got to the restaurant, the same thing. Chef Sarah Nelson, who you know, runs um, the three restaurants Vandal, um, Beauty in Essex, and the Stanton Social for Chef um, Chris Santos, she came out. You know, they got and gave them the big tour of the restaurant. They got to see all the graffiti in the restaurant because, as you know, it's vandal, is because there's a vandal in all of us. It's all street art. It's street artists came in and painted all the walls, and it's just an amazing, amazing, huge place. So they took them on a great tour of that. And the best part was Chef Sarah sent out complimentary strawberry shortcake. Mm. Well, the shortcake was not only absolutely delicious it was you know vanilla ice cream and and graham i mean i can't even tell you it was just amazing but seth the top of the freaking shortcake was coated with top rock pop rocks
1: oh the kids must have loved that
0: every mouthful thousands of pop rocks going on (laughs) it was amazing
1: that's fun it was awesome
0: awesome and you know what it's really reasonably priced like it's really just if you are in if you're downtown and you're wandering around with your kids and you go to like the freedom tower or you're seeing the sites downtown we did a lot of the side streets that had graffiti on them go to vandal it's on it's 199 bowery and it's a great experience for your kids my grandsons went nuts they loved it you can go on instagram i posted tons of pictures about it
1: oh i'm gonna check it out
0: yeah it was very very cool and from there we just did the normal New York stuff. So we went to some shops in Soho. So it was like a really, really great couple days in the city for them and for me. And I needed it and they needed, you know, they needed to see that kind of stuff. So we had fun. We're gonna do it again, I think.
1: Nice. I just took my kids to feed donkeys, cows, and geese.
0: Yeah, well you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what farm did you go to? I went
1: to Allstead Farms or Allsteed Farms. I don't know how to pronounce it. In Chester, New Jersey. It's beautiful. I don't think it's that far from you. Um, and you know, it, it's very reasonable people, $2 a bet ba- a feed bag. So I bought three feed bags. It was $6. That's <laughs> a great
0: um, thing, right?
1: It was cool. No, it's, that place is usually packed on the weekends with the time we went yesterday, it was empty. It was right after a rainstorm. They make homemade ice cream on premises and they have a store there. Um, you can go pick your own fruit. You know, they give you, you pay for whatever, Per pound, you go, you go pick your own apples and blackberries, and they um, have a maze, went through the maze, climbed the haystack, all the kids, it, um, it was a quick visit, but it was fun, it was just something to do, we took a ride, and uh, we had a good time, and the baby didn't make too much noise, so it's good.
0: That That's an awesome, that's really awesome to get them outside and do all that kind of fun stuff that they don't get to do on the regular, right? Correct. And you know what you said that I love, did you say homemade ice cream?
1: They make homemade ice cream at the farm, yep.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm gonna, it's Chester is not far from me. I'm going to have to check that out.
1: You got to wait till the fall because they make the best ice cream we've ever tasted. It's called Apple Cider Donut Ice Cream.
0: Oh, my God, Seth. I love Apple Cider
1: Donuts. And they have the Apple Cider Donuts there, but they make Apple Cider Donut Ice Cream, and it's just the best ice cream ever.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm there. I'm totally there.
1: You should well,
0: be. I'm super – I'm. I've got to tell you, Seth, just so you know, and I, I told you before the show, but I'm going to tell the listeners, this is kind of like a moment with Seth and I in our lives, because unfortunately, our guest kind of had to get jump off an hour before our interview. She had some personal um, issues that she had to handle. So we hope everything's okay with you and, and we understand completely. But this kind of gives us like one-on-one with the listeners that we don't get a chance to have.
1: Yeah, it's always nice to... Bond with you and me bond with us and the listeners. It's the best.
0: It's the best, Eddie. Um, That's (laughs) one exciting thing. The other exciting thing is I am so over the freaking top because we have a new sponsor and our sponsor just rocks it, rocks it and literally rocks it. We are now being sponsored by Maxi climber. And let me tell you something, my friend, this is like right in my wheelhouse. You know me, you know me, you and I in the gym, like you're a trainer. Like, you know us about our physical fitness stuff.
1: I've been in your basement.
0: Yeah. So you don't, don't put that on the air, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But he, well, I have a gym and I have a full gym in my basement. Thank you for reminding me, but um, we no. are. Yeah. So I got the maxi climber from these people and mm-hmm. let me tell you what. I'm not kidding you when I say, and Seth will attest to the fact that I work out, what, four or five times a day, a week. Seth, how many times do you work out a week? Uh, nine. Yeah, okay, you're lying.
1: <laughs> but No, I get in as much as I can these days, you know, got yeah. a lot of kids.
0: New baby, right. But mm. So they send me the maxi climber, and let me tell you what, the maxi climber is the original vertical climber. And I thought when I saw it, I mean, first of all, it comes in this big box. And I saw the box and I did this. Oh. Because I like, my my boys are gone. I have nobody home but Ma. And mail manager Ma is not good with tools. So now (laughs) I know I have to put it together myself. There's no doubt about it. So I'm like, oh. So I like cut the bands on the box, open the box. Literally took me 12 minutes. I timed myself. Wow. It says on the instructions should take you less than 15 minutes. It took me 12. Look at you. And that's because I don't like to read instructions. I like to try to figure it out. It took me 12 minutes. They give you everything you need. It's literally like four screws. They give you the wrench. I mean, Maxi Climber, thank you. It was such an easy experience that I was thinking in my mind, had my ex-husband done this, it would have been 20 minutes in a drill. (laughs) But it, it was like literally 12 minutes. For me to put it together. So then you put it together, right? And it's sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, this looks really easy. Okay. It looks simple. So it has like a digital timer on it. There's so many thing co- cool things about it. So it has like, it tells you your schedule, you know, how long you do it. Like it really counts everything and you're burnt. I mean, it's amazing. So I get on it. I'm thinking, I am going to kick some ass on this thing. I could barely get to nine
1: minutes. Come on.
0: Barely get there, Seth. Barely get there. I don't believe it. Because here's the deal. I didn't realize it. My daughter actually came while I'm in the middle of doing this. And she looks at it and she goes, oh my, you got a new piece of equipment? How much that cost you? And I'm like, believe me when I tell you, it's unbelievably reasonable. I mean- I think it's going for $199, but here's the deal. They have like installment, like payment plans. So like anything that you junked out on or did or wasted money on during the month, if you put that in a jar, you could actually use that money to pay for your maxi climber and it'll be paid off in no time because it's really, really reasonable. It's really well built because she was like, I don't believe you. Show me the thing. Show me how much it costs because it's really well built. It's, it's portable. You can fold it down. You could like slide it under your couch. But here's what she really pointed out that I thought was really cool. She goes, it looks super easy. Okay, little miss, I work out all the time. Get on it. She gets on it. You're suspended. You're like literally suspended. So everything you use to work out, like your legs, your butt, your core, your arms, everything you're using is all you. So and it's the you know, greatest workout. I mean, you really, they say you burn twice the calories in an hour as a regular workout. And I believe that because nine minutes in, there's a puddle of sweat underneath the Maxi Climber.
1: When you use when you use something like that, um, you know, sometimes when you use certain equipment, it's working only your big muscles, but what a lot of people don't realize is your, your big muscles are surrounded by tons of little muscles. When you use a piece of equipment like this, it's using everything. That's and it's,
0: amazing. That's a great point. Yeah. And you know what? The, so it's, it's crazy because there's the Maxi Climber app. And well, the goal is to to get to like, to do between 10, 10 minutes, you're doing a great workout, they told me. 10 minutes.
1: You got nine. Look at you. You got nine already. I
0: know. I got nine. It was killer. And I'm not lying to you when I say I was crying to do nine because I felt like they were challenging me by saying, oh, 10 minutes is a great work. I was like, 10 minutes, pff, get away from me. Nine minutes in, I'm like balling like a baby. No, it was like that, but it was my own. You, you set your intensity. You understand what I'm saying? Like I went into it, falls to the wall in the beginning. Like I went into it, hitting it. Like I'm going to do this. I'm great. I work out. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be fine. Five minutes in, I'm like, what am I thinking? Oh my god, I hate myself. I should just kill myself right now.
1: Wow, it's a little strong. Yeah, maybe um, maybe take it slow, you know, and work your way up. That's I think exactly. might be a good advice
0: exactly you're a trainer what is your advice on that
1: well you have to get comfortable you have to like you know test something out and get used to it and and before you just jump in and put it on its hardest setting right so you want to get a feel for for the equipment and um and then from there build your work your way up and then if 10 minutes on the hardest setting becomes too easy then push yourself harder do it for a longer period of time and just keep pushing yourself you gotta build to it though you can't just jump on it and go like balls to the wall like you did
0: and you know what? That's exactly what exactly what they say. Once I looked at the manual, which I should have done to begin with, it says warm <laughs> yourself up first. So the second time I did it, I went on the elliptical because I do forty five minutes on the elliptical just about every day. But I did like twenty minutes on the elliptical just to get my muscles warm. And I did it, and I, it was like I still was sweating, I still was dying, I still was crying, but I was doing it a lot less than I had before.
1: It's, well, it's good then. Yeah, so it's, they, it's, a, it's
0: an incredible, it's an incredible, incredible concept. It's an incredible machine. And the, the, the thing I like about it too is anybody can do it. Like my daughter came and she was, you know, busting me on it. She's um, five, almost five months pregnant. And she did it real slow. Oh, wow. And she was like, wow, I can see how this really works because it's like, you're just suspended using all your muscles to do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said it's incredible. And then my grandson, who's three, he got on it because of course he has me try it too, me try it too. You know that world, right, So
1: Yeah, he talks like Cookie Monster. Exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 He is Cookie Monster. <laughs> he got he on tried. it and he was he was doing it. And I thought to myself, you know what? Really, I'm fifty-five plus, I'll never tell you how much. And Amber's thirty and he's three. Like anybody could really do this.
1: Wow. I mean
0: That's just three de- generations right there. Yeah, it's all, it all depends on you really. How much you want to do and how much how much you want to put into it. And I, I, I can really see myself loving this. I'm I'm, you know, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock myself out with this thing.
1: You're gonna end up being one tougher mother. <laughs>
0: exactly. oh yeah. yeah. And you know what I loved about it? Like I'm looking through everything, I'm like, okay, this is like cardio and muscle toning, because I don't wanna bulk up. I lift already, so I lift weight already. I don't want to bulk up. There's like cardio and muscle all in one machine. You know, there's no stress on your knees, your legs, or your ankles. So you're like like vertical doing this. You're climbing, which is a normal thing. It saves time and money. And and what I really thought about it was crazy was you got a thirty day guarantee. Like, okay. So in thirty days you're gonna you should look pretty freaking buff on this thing. You're not gonna wanna give it up.
1: No. I doubt it. No, if it's working like you say it does.
0: No, it, it works great. I mean, you're gonna know because I'm gonna talk about it. I mean, they are a sponsor. I love them to death. I'm thanking them so much for sending this. I didn't thank them when I was on it, but I am now. <laughs> and um, I, I'm in in eight weeks we're gonna see how this rolls out. I mean, I think it's I think it's gonna be incredible. I'm gonna have to post pictures of um uh, my muscle toning because that's really what I want it for was toning muscle. Do it. So I talked to them, Seth, because, you know, I love you. You are my tough brother. And um, I think there might be a maxi climber in it for you. Come on. I think I think you know what? You just had a baby. You can't leave the house. You have nine thousand kids. So True. I'm thinking, hey, I said, you know, mentioned that, you know, you 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 think, you know, back in the day you had some stuff going on. So there may be this maxi climber in it for you.
1: Oh, I will rock that thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. Are we going to have like competition on this? Bring it. Oh, you think you can get on this and do nine minutes off the get-go?
1: I will beat your whole family. Oh, You can combine all your times together and I'll beat it.
0: Oh, my God. You are so wrong, my friend. You are so wrong. (laughs) Well, anyway, when we come back, we're going to go right into headlines and headaches. But in the meantime... Again, we're sorry that our guest has bailed this week. Unfortunately, she hadn't per- bailed, but she had a personal issue. And we have a wonderful guest next week. And when we, got back, when we get back, we have crazy, crazy headlines and headaches. But before I go, I have to say this. If you order a Maxi Climber, if you go to maxiclimber.com. <clears throat> hold on. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. My allergies are very bad today. Um, They're offering this unique offer for our listeners. Go to MaxiClimber.com. Enter O-T-M at the checkout and get $10 off. Wow, listen to my voice. Sorry. Well, That's right. You get $10 off and bonus accessories that are worth over, over 50 bucks. I want the bonus accessories now that she told me what they are. But don't forget... Enter OTM at checkout, get ten bucks off, and great bonus accessories. I can't believe I'm losing my voice. Go to MaxiClimber.com. Seth, you say it because my voice is gone.
1: Go to MaxiClimber.com. Put in the code OTM and you get ten dollars off. People, do and it. And the
0: bonus, the bonus.
1: What is the bonus?
0: The bonus accessories are the coolest. It's like a belt. There's like all kinds of cool accessories. I definitely want them. I'm going to call these peeps. Nice. We'll be back. The One
1: Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk
0: with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life
1: lessons with you.
0: And we're back. We got headaches. And headline.
1: Okay. Say it again with with feeling.
0: Okay. And we're back. We've got headaches and headlines
1: oh that was weird okay are you deleting your old tweets well for some of you you better be (laughs) Um, Yeah, especially these baseball players too i don't know if you've even heard about them but that's a whole other conversation uh following the firing of guardians of the galaxy director james gunn there's an emerging trend in social media eliminating old content before someone discovers controversial tweets or inappropriate posts from the past just Thursday, filmmaker, uh, Ryan Johnson deleted approximately 20,000 tweets from his Twitter account. Wow. Uh, the star Wars less Jedi director replied to a tweet about the issue, confirming it's nine years of stuff written largely off the cuff as, um, you know, the troll scrutinizing it for ammunition is a new normal. This seems like a, why not move? So he's just, uh, just kind of being proactive, I guess, and getting rid of those tweets. Um, Rick and Morty creator Dan Harmon also decided to erase his Twitter account after a controversial 2009 skit resurfaced. Um, while celebrities like Selma Blair and Michael Rooker deleted their Twitter accounts in support of James Gunn, others asked if it will become standard practice for those in the spotlight to regularly purge their social media. You know what's funny, too, is like, it's one thing that people say stuff in their past on social media, but who are these people digging and, and saving like, what kind of time do people have to be going through people's social media to, to dig and find dirt? It's yeah. That's like I'd rather take one of those metal detectors on the beach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. you're right, like who has the time to screenshot and sit there and go back and it, it, it's insane. But now you have now you have my mind like kind of twirling. What's going on with baseball players?
1: Oh, there's uh there's the All-Star game was last week or the week before and uh one of the pitchers, while he was pitching the All-Star game, turned out when he was uh, 17 or something, wrote something that could be uh, considered racist, and um, you know he apologized for it. He actually got a standing ovation at his home field when, when he came back out to pitch. He felt really embarrassed about it. Uh, one of the Yankees just had some old tweet come up, and he said it was a it was a personal joke between two people, and it was nothing like that harsh. But man, you can't and again I, I'm obviously not condoning any kind of racism but you cannot do or say anything when you're in the spotlight without it coming back to hit you in the face so um i guess you know i'm glad that when i was younger there wasn't all this stuff because i'm sure i would have you know tweeted something stupid in my teenage years i think parents have to watch what their kids put in and and young athletes and people in entertainment especially have to be careful about what they what they do or especially if they have aspirations to get in that industry right because one bad tweet or post in your career is toast
0: it's so, and you know what again this comes back to something you and I have said a million times on this show what you post lives and breathes forever if you think if you're you going to delete, post, it, someone's if you delete it, it you're wrong you can delete it all you want once it hit once you hit send it's somewhere and they'll find it
1: yeah, it's just it's just it's just bad all around. Bad for the people digging it up, bad for the people who left it, and you know it's just so much chaos going on, right? And you got like Les less moonvest now is in trouble, and it's just uh, we, there's a, a famous New York DJ from WFAN who's in trouble. Um, it's just crazy. It's like some people just can't help themselves by getting getting in trouble, or you know it's just amazing when you know, you think like you're good, and then all of a sudden. You know your past comes back to haunt you. So, like the skeletons no longer stay in the closet. Not in this day. Oh age.
0: no, the closet doors are wide open, dude.
1: Yeah. So uh, let this all be a lesson to all of you who, um, you know, who are are uh, naive enough to think you can get away with posting stuff. Uh, it's not going to happen. So that's all I got to say about I've that.
0: I, you're right.
1: Let's move on. Uh, Apple hits one. Trillion dollars.
0: Amazing.
1: Trillion dollars. Wow. One. Apple bikinis. Trillion
0: dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Remember back in the day when a million dollars was a lot of money? Yeah. Now, if the lottery is a million dollars, nobody plays. Yeah. A million. That's so true. After taxes, what am I going to do with that? Meh. Okay. Apple became the first US publicly traded company to be valued at $1 trillion. The iconic tech company reached the milestone during intraday trading and quickly slipped back below that value. So I'm sure it's close enough, right? Analysts have been waiting for Apple to cross the threshold since it beat Wall Street expectations earlier this week on earnings per share and revenue. CEO Tim Cook has overseen a nearly quadrupling in value of the company's shares since he took the helm of Apple in August 2011 when they traded at a split adjusted $54 a share. Amazon, Alphabet, and Microsoft are next in line to meet the one trillion mark with valuations in the eight hundred billion range.
0: Wow, Wow. that's wow. um,
1: Yeah, can can they take care of some problems like hunger and homelessness, medication
0: for elderly people who can't afford healthcare, those things?
1: Hey, Tim Cook. Hey, Tim. We got some issues. You got a trillion dollars. Like, how about you know? Helping some people out, I'm sure they. I'm sure they do a lot of I'm stuff. Sure. But you know, yeah. just it seems crazy, though, right? It's.
0: It, it, I can't even get over. I like. I can't even imagine saying a trillion dollars. Like to me, still, like a few million dollars is is a lot of money. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you can live like on that for like a year or two. Yeah. for sure. All right. Well, congratulations, Apple and Tim. Congrats.
0: <laughs> We're thrilled. <laughs> can you tell? Yeah. We're thrilled for you. <laughs>
1: Call us. We will look to work with you. Yeah, call us. We'll,
0: yeah, call us. we'll do lunch.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Uh, security chief leaves Facebook. The chief security officer of Facebook, Alex Stamos, announced on a Facebook post, of course, where else, uh, that his last day with the company will be August 17th. The tech giant will not name a new chief security officer to take Stamos' position, although the announcement comes the day after Facebook said it discovered more malicious actors. Using the platform to manipulate U.S. political discussion, The Verge reports. Instead, Facebook moved a number of security engineers into the company's different divisions. Stamos will join the Stanford faculty in the fall where he'll teach class on cybersecurity. Oh, that's,
0: oh, cool. that's cool. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of things. Uh, you know, like we're, t- we're still talking about the Russian investigation. I mean, there's a lot of um, manipulation going on. But what are you going to do? I just feel I guess, like um,
0: every time we talk about Facebook, I know I say this. I think Facebook ruined the world.
1: Okay, but you just said America's great before. No,
0: the world. I said the world. Oh, I think Facebook.
1: We are part of the world. Yeah. We are the world. We are the children.
0: It's very true, but I just feel like I can't deal with Facebook. I I really, I have little to do with it anymore because it makes me so, I get angry about it, but whatever.
1: Uh, Remember though, Facebook does own Instagram as well. Yes, true that. True that. All right, let's move on from Facebook. Bah. Okay, scammers sell fake metal straws. Yeah. What? Scammers are selling knockoff reusable straws online. With one Final Straw co founder reporting more than 200 listings on Amazon, eBay, and Alibaba for using her company's photos and texts without her permission. Final Straw launched a Kickstarter campaign in April to make a reusable metal straw, with the campaign raising nearly $2 million and selling 86,000 straws at $20 a piece in pre orders. The company's straws will be ready for shipment in November. um You know, it's funny, I just was listening to a podcast that, uh, uh, the Money Podcast, NPR, talked about this guy who made this uh, this mug that's spill proof and knock, you can't knock it over or whatever. I forgot what it's called. The, uh, I had a name and I can't remember, but he talked about knockoffs. It's cheaper for people to order knockoffs from China, get them delivered, than it is for him to to mail his mug across the street.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Right. And that was a whole mail thing. It was a World United Nations mail thing that the podcast describes it's it's very complicated but also like eye opening at the same time it's just amazing it's amazing that that's even possible but it is What? Ama- so there's it's, it's a mail scam? Oh, it's not really like a scam there's like a there's deals between the countries so countries get different breaks on mail and China's break i guess cuz since we owe them like uh, more money than apples worth um, to, I guess they get a big break. I, I don't know the, the politics behind it, but it's not, it's not necessarily dirty, but it doesn't make a lot of sense at the same time.
0: Oh, great.
1: Yeah. Look look look, look into that, people. It's good stuff. Good times. Yeah. Men out-talk women two to one in films. Um, wow. Whose job was that to look that up? <laughs> um, men out-talk women two to one in movies, according to new research from the University of Southern California's Annenberg School for Journalism. Wow, someone gets credit to watch movies like that and count the lines. Uh, Some other findings in the report, less than a third of all speaking characters were women in top grossing films from 2007 to 2017. From the top 100 films of 2017, 43 did not have a black female character and 65 were void of Asian or Asian American female character. Out of the 1,223 people directed the top 1,100 films, top films between 2007 and 2017, there are only 43 different female filmmakers. The report comes out just as Time's Up, hashtag Time's Up, and hashtag MeToo initiatives are putting more pressure on Hollywood to have broader representation across films. Karen, I, I mean, I think that's great and it should be, but at the same time, as a, a movie watcher, I don't care who directs it. You know, and I feel like. I, I mean, do more men just get in this field? I, I just wonder if there's more to it than that. If it's just, are women being blackballed? Cause I feel like if women make a great movie, um, it should be seen or, and it can be seen. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being, no, nervous. no. I
0: agree with you. I, I agree with you. I'm thinking that as you're saying this, and I, as you're reading that, I'm thinking, well, kind of wasn't like directing and, and producing, wasn't directing like a, a male dominated industry for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's going to take time, yeah. right, to, to even Like,
0: I, I don't, you know, I don't discard anything that's in that. But here's the deal. Like, stop, like, finding the nitpickiest little things to target. I feel like that's, like, okay, so there's men talk two times more than women in films. Well, then some women step up. I mean, Shonda Rhimes is certainly doing an amazing job. And write, you know, parts for, for women.
1: Right. I think um – um I think the, the opportunities there just has to, you know, it take, it's going to take time to grow that. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. But let's not get too, you know, we're all for it. We're all for women getting, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm all for equality. I just want to see good movies. I, I'm I do sorry, care dude. I
0: get tired of people nitpicking on every tiny, well, this is like men do this more than women. Well, women breastfeed more than men
1: right I want to see more men breastfeeding I'm all for I, mean,
0: I just get tired of ever the little nitpicky thing I mean I'm all for women should have every possible opportunity women should you know do is you know me dude I I do everything but I
1: told Melissa I would if I could you know
0: yeah exactly
1: but I, unfortunately I don't have that capability all right enough with breasts all right let's move on to Breastises. uh <laughs> breast this uh Germs adapting to hand sanitizer. Crate. That's the beginning of the end right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew when I saw that you'd say that.
1: Yes, it's all over now. No more Purell won't save you anymore. (laughs) 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 Germs adapting to hand sanitizer. Some bacteria are becoming more tolerant of alcohol-based hand sanitizers found in hospitals, offices, and other public places, according to a new study from Australia. While the country recorded fewer infections from certain types of bacteria after sanitizers were installed, it also saw a quick an uptick in infections caused by other germs. The researchers found that several strains of bacteria are surviving longer after being splashed with alcohol. Hospitals wanting to stop the spread of some of these more difficult to kill bacteria may want to adopt additional hand hygiene steps like washing hands with soap and water. Oh my god! Wash hands with soap and water. How did they think of that?
0: (laughs) Who came up with that? Oh, my
1: God. Genius.
0: I know. I know.
1: It's like it's right up there with someone who like who came up with putting milk in coffee?
0: What the hell? You put milk in your coffee? Wow. I know. I know.
1: Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, germs are all around us. You're not going to avoid them. So just, you know, just try to be, you know, get along with your germs. No, yeah, right.
0: yeah. Get along with them. Here's my question, though: Isn't it like, don't they say you should expose your kids to germs so they have some immunity? I mean,
1: that's old school. Now it's, it's. I don't know. It's. I don't know.
0: Uh, my kids were pretty healthy, and they were yeah, exposed know. to all kinds of germs.
1: I agree with you, but don't. I don't even want to get down that road that conversation because it a lot of different twists and turns you can take, and we just don't have the time, Karen.
0: <laughs> all right, dude. All right.
1: Anyway. All right, let's move on. The NOAA has released the latest state of the climate report. It's annual checkup on our planet. How did earth fare in 2017? It failed. Okay, next story. (laughs) Greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, record highs. Global surface temperature near record high. Sea surface temperature near record high. Global sea level highest on record. Warm global temperatures have been a strong trend in recent years. The four warmest years on record all occurred since 2014, and last year was among them. In fact, 2017 was the warmest non-El Nino year ever recorded. The past three years were substantially warmer than the previous, kind of establishing a new neighborhood in terms of global temperature, said Deke Arndt, a climatologist at NOAA and the lead editor of the report. And 2017 reinforced that. So basically, look, we are like dinosaurs, and we will go bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: We are going to be extinct.
1: Hopefully, not that soon.
0: I know. No, seriously. I mean, how many? I, I don't know. For my entire lifetime, I've heard, "Oh, the ice caps are melting." Yeah, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure that we're we're just like cooking the Earth. There's no doubt in my mind.
1: Karen, but- we're good. Like our great great grandchildren, they're screwed. So that's their yeah. problem. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's anything from all the things I've watched in the past. Like I'm, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a deep diver on this subject, but I've you know I've taken in some uh, programming on this, and um, it doesn't seem like there's much we can do. I, I guess our only real hope is is that techno somehow there's some breakthroughs in technology will be able to to save the planet.
0: I think of that all the time. I always think when people talk about so-and-so has this disease or so-and-so or that the, the earth is going to um, be extinct because it's going to cook itself to death or cars give off this much emission like i'm sure there's some scientist somewhere that's just sitting in the basement cooking up these formulas to make all that happen and to change As science and, and life evolves so stinking quickly that i think that I mean, can we clean up the planet? Absolutely. Let's get all the damn plastic out of the ocean. You know, right. let's let's make, let's like figure out how we can get other company or other companies, other countries to, t- to stop dumping their garbage in the oceans. But I don't know. We can slow it down. Are we going to reverse it now?
1: No, but that will, maybe that guy in the basement, maybe um, he'll get promoted and he'll be able to work in a lab and have more like you know more access to more important uh, things that he can use
0: yeah, hes a, he's a recluse he's in the basement for a quiet <laughs> and for a reason
1: he's like should I should I be a terrorist or should I be a scientist what should oh, I, I never do?
0: thought of that okay let's go to the next one
1: great yeah that was very positive by me um, this is a little more uh, timely and uh, you know I lived in California briefly and this was a problem 10 years ago and, and it's it's worse now uh, California Governor Jerry Brown says his state is an uncharted ter- territory. With the current slew of intense wildfires and Brown warns that climate change has made the situation part of our ordinary experience. Um, It's amazing. When I was out there, it was on the news every night, every day, like Malibu and everything. All these people's expensive homes just going up in flames. You know, yeah. The the predictions that uh, Governor Brown sees uh, the more serious predictions of warming and fires to occur later in the century, like 2040 or 2050. They're now occurring in real time. So they predicted this happening down the road 30, 40 years and it's already happening now or 20, 30 years. I should say you can expect that unfortunately to continue intensifying in California and throughout the Southwest. We were part of that process. He said Brown said that only a month into the current budget year, California has already spent 125 million, a quarter of its fire budget. Wow. Um, we're really in for a rough ride. Brown said it's going to get expensive. It's going to be dangerous and we have to apply all our creativity to make the best of what is going to be an increasingly bad situation yeah um yeah his remarks are a growing body of evidence and scientific opinion that support a link between warmer temperatures due to climate change and more fires of greater intensity that incur for months more months out of the year um they also echo the frustration of many of the front lines battling the blazes you know, fire is a way of life in california it's not going away they have to learn to live with it says the california fire director ken uh pimlott um the, the the need to protect these communities is requiring more fighter fires, more resources all the time. Karen, I think eventually the areas where these, fire fire, where these fires are, people cannot live there anymore. Right. Period.
0: You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that it's like a one and done. Once my house was flooded up to the second level, I'd move. Once I lost a house in a fire, I'd move. Like... You can't keep putting up houses in the same area and going, okay, well, let's try it again. I, I agree.
1: And what does their insurance have to cost, right? right? Oh, my God.
0: Actually, it's a little side story. When I, when I was working, I was doing a shoot in L.A. I'm going to say um, uh, about 14, 15 years ago. We're on the shoot, and we needed a location, and we need a location in the mountains. So um, our scout found us this house that was built out of glass and steel. And it was, like, this massive, like, beautiful house on the side of a mountain. And it was all glass and steel. And I looked around, and like, there was nobody around it. Like, you'd have to travel pretty far to, to see up in the windows. Had a beautiful, like, infinity pool. It was amazing. And I said, geez, I can't imagine why somebody built this house in all glass and steel. It ended up, the owner's parents had a house that caught fire. And one of his siblings died in the fire. And from that day on, he couldn't live in a house made with wood. Wow. Is that a crazy story? It was the house was just amazing, but it was a really sad story after I heard about that.
1: It's scary. You know, Um, it's people don't realize, you know, I I had a tiny fire in one of my apartments once. It goes quick. Oh, you did? yeah, very small. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but it was like it was scary though. And, and ha- fires can spread it, like really fast. Oh and my people god! Think, well, how can we get out? How can we do this? Like it, you know, it's, it's, it's one situation. It's one of the worst things to be, in and is a fire. And it's you know, my heart goes out to the, these victims of these wildfires. I know people have died and everything. It's just it's just uh, terrible. But like we just said, there's got to come a point where you just can't be there anymore. And that, and that's I think they're getting to that point.
0: I think so too. And you know, the other thing is like, if you're in, if your house is being taken down by, you know, if you live in Tornado Alley and your house is being ripped off and taken away, are you rebuilding that? Like,
1: oh, I think enough. about
0: those things all the time. Like, ugh.
1: And what people don't realize either uh, is that it doesn't rain that much in California. That's a big problem. Yeah. Huge. Not like here where it's raining every day. Right. All right. That's it for headlines and headaches. Um, I got some mail for you.
0: You got the mail?
1: I got the mail.
0: Mail in.
1: All right. Dear One Tough Mother, I have been presented with an incredible opportunity, a big career change, and a sizable salary increase. Lucky. This is a position and opportunity that I've strived for for over 16 years. This is my dream come true. However, it comes with huge concessions. You see, I am the divorced mother of two boys ages five and eight. My husband and I share parenting, and fortunately, we agree on almost everything when it comes to raising the boys. Um... My schedule is already stretched with the boys and my ex-husband really picks up the slack. He does most of the transporting of the boys to school, sports, playdates, and clubs while I work. This advancement would mean traveling a lot to L.A. where we live now in Washington. I'd be required to work uh, longer hours than I already do and attend several events monthly. My husband is very is a very talented scriptwriter who works from home, so he's more flexible. However, he needs quiet to concentrate and be creative. He... Re- this is, her, is her, her ex-husband. She says husband, ex-husband. It's, it's, it's all ex-husband, all right, just to be clear. Um, he recently met a woman who serious, he's serious about, and that change has added a few ripples to our parenting arrangement, but this career change would add waves. If this chance had come 10 years ago, I would be on top of the world, but now, at this time in my life, it is extremely rough. I really want to be fair. I love my boys and appreciate all my ex-husband does, but I am torn. This is my dream, something I've always wanted. I don't know how I can pass this up. Your thoughts. This is a tough one, Karen.
0: Wow. You know what? Um, This is a hard one for me. I really have to divide my head because I'm so family oriented that I would be like, well, you know, you only have your kids once and and you got to be home with your kids. But I understand that some women aren't that way. And I, I appreciate that. Everyone's different. And this woman has worked so incredibly hard to get to the level that she's at, that she got this opportunity. I don't want to say, Hey lady, worry about your kids. And I want to say, uh, you know, you got to do what's best for you because I don't want you to ever regret and feel like, res- you know, like resentful towards your sons and, and, and your ex-husband sounds amazing. And you say amazing things about him, which is, is, is refreshing and is awesome. So I, I don't know, Seth. Please help me out. Like, what are your thoughts on it?
1: Um, well, here, here's one thing. And, and I think uh, as we go to work for companies, we, we get excited about opportunities, but at the same time, they want you. So I think you have to realize you're in a position where someone wants you to work for them. See what you can work out. See what you can work out with your ex husband and this company. Try to come up with a plan where your ex husband's happy, you're happy. Your job, your new job is happy and most of all your kids are happy. It sounds, it's a daunting task. I don't know if there's an answer, but that's the first thing I would do is like go down the avenue of how can I make this all work? And if you can't make it work, then you have to decide what's more important. Okay. And I agree with you. You know, I live in a town that's, um, both parents work and I see the kids, kids suffer for that. You know, their parents are out of the house by six, seven o'clock and not home until seven, eight o'clock. There's, you know, and these, these kids that lack that connection and that, that time and that love from their parents. And that, you're right, that is something that will come back to haunt you. Um, so I don't know. The first thing I would do is like, how can I make this work? And if there's a way, you know, especially with technology and being able to, you know, to work from different locations, I'm not saying there is a way, but that's the first thing I would do is try to figure out, value yourself. This company wants you for your, it might be your dream job. But you might be their dream employee so don't act like uh they're doing you a favor because you're bringing something to the table they want you so see maybe you could figure out a way to make it work hey guys i love your company this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me i'm very excited about it but i have two boys and this is what i'm thinking about how we can make it work and all be happy let me know what you think
0: i love you dude i mean you you know what some sets you don't look like the smartest guy in the world Most of the times you don't even act like it, but you really have very strong core value. And that's what I love about having you as my partner, because you know, I didn't think about this make you're right. They want, I never for a second thought about, Hey, they want you, you bring something strong to the table. You're so right. So maybe you can get like maybe a, a nanny that comes in a couple times a week and spends time with the kids. I mean, it's not going to be like you being there, but it's, maybe it's going to be short-lived. Maybe you'll get into the job and, and say, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, just, I think, whatever Seth said, go with. He, he, he's, he nailed that. You nailed that, Seth.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah,
0: you, you really I mean, are smarter than you look.
1: Well, you know, that's funny. Thanks. But... uh the older we get, you know, the more you have to think differently. And I've I've been in that same mindset, like she is, like oh, I'm so I'm so happy I got this opportunity. It's like no, you're lucky to be getting me. And the more, and I think that you know, when you follow these entrepreneurs that, that are really hot now on LinkedIn or whatever else, that, that you have to value yourself. And if you want your life to be a certain way, you have to at least make an effort to make it that way. Instead of saying, oh, what do I do? I have to choose. Maybe you don't have to choose. Maybe you could set it up the way you want it. And maybe everyone will go along with it. So, you know, th- don't think like it's hopeless or that you have to make a decision for someone else. You make the decision for yourself and say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to make it work for everyone.
0: That's awesome. Seth, again, you nailed it. I'm not going to even add to anything to that because you nailed it.
1: Awesome. Let's do another one. Or I should just quit one yeah, i You know
0: what? We'll sign off now. You should, uh, no, just kidding.
1: You finish up. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. Dear one tough mother, what do you think of dating sites and which one would you use? Ugh. I haven't dated, <laughs> I haven't dated four, for four years and I would like to start again. I'm told I'm very attractive and I work in a mainly male dominated industry, but not one guy asks me out. Any suggestions? Ugh, um, that's my
0: suggestion because yeah. I get this from my kids. Mm. Ugh, I don't have a <laughs> suggestion, but Seth has an opinion on this, which is even better. Go.
1: Course. Well, first of all, I wouldn't get too um, upset about not being asked out, you know, in your industry, because you know, the, the, it's not it's not a good uh, it's not a good practice to to mix mix in, in work with uh, dating. But you know, I I did uh, dabble in, in online dating. I Actually, met Melissa online, and um, what's amazing about dating sites now is they're very specialized. So there's age related de- dating sites. There's like casual dating sites. There's serious dating sites. Uh, If you're into fitness, there's fitness singles. Whatever you're into, there is something for you. Um, Here, it it depends. Like you want to date. Like what do you want to do? So if you want to get serious, if you want to find a partner, you know, to to be serious, then that's what you look for. And the the best advice, the simplest advice I give for this is, if you're looking to find someone, it doesn't matter where you find them, as long as you do. And I think a lot of mistake people make with this is, if they have a bad experience, they give up on it. Oh, I tried internet internet dating or online dating, and it didn't work. It was a bad experience. You can meet someone, you can get set up by your best friend, and have a bad experience. It, you you have to if you're if you're set if your goal is to meet somebody, then you got to stay on that goal and and do unturn every rock until you find that person. Um, so I would definitely you know decide what your interests are and do some research. There's a lot of sites out there. If you want to get um, you can even go to a, a, a real person as a matchmaker. If, if you want to spend more money on it and do it that way, There's a lot of options. You just, I think it's all about attitude. If you're like, you're going in wide eyed and say, I'm going to meet this person. I'll date and meet people and enjoy the process along the way until I meet someone that I really connect with. That's great. If you want to date someone casually, there's so many, there's apps for that on your phone. I mean, you could just swipe, swipe left, swipe right. So, um, there's so many, just do your research and, uh, First of all, decide what you want. What do you want out of this? And then research appropriately and you'll find the right sites or apps that'll work for you. And just stay at it until you find what you Okay, well,
0: let's go a little more in depth now because what about paid versus not paid sites? Like in my mind, if you're going on a dating site and the people are paying for it, they're more vested. Is that true or not?
1: Uh, They might just have more money too. So um, no, I I think like I said – do your research as to what you want and you, you know, there's plenty of uh, reviews on all these sites and, and people, you know, there's so there's so much there's so many reviews and, and there's so much information at your fingertips. So, yeah, again, like I said, how serious are you? What's your budget? Do you want to spend money on this? I think I might have spent very little money on some apps, you know, but um I don't know if that's necessarily true, Karen. Maybe yes, maybe no. It depends on what the site is and yeah, what you
0: Yeah, and, and the other thing is this. Now, let's talk, you know, be use your mind. Be be safe. You know, think about that. Like, don't, like, you know, don't everybody that responds to you jump on a date with these people. Like, be safe. Be safe. Use your brain. Agree. So our suggestion before I say this, our suggestion to, the, to this person is research, right? Research it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So again, we want to thank Maxi climber. I'm going to be posting pictures on my Instagram. Everybody knows it's one tough mother with a, you, um, I'm going to start posting soon. <laughs> Not today because I look pretty bad, but I'm going to post pictures on my Instagram. So check it out. I'm going to try to show you how I tone up on Instagram. I want everybody to see it. And don't forget, I did lose my voice. During the um, special and the special was awesome and Seth, thank you for stepping in it was um, Enter the code otm at checkout and you get 10 bucks off. Wow. I mean 10 bucks Plus you get 50 bucks worth of accessories. So Definitely
1: maxi Yeah right?
0: maxi enter the code for us, please it, it'll pay a bill for us and um, We really I really do like it. You'll see what i've been doing on it when you see it And today's mother says is, and this is so weird that it fell in this way, but this is what it is. There's always someone who can't see your worth. Don't let it be you. Great advice for Hmm. the woman with a job. Yep. There's always someone that can't see your worth. Just don't let it be you. Thanks, Seth. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today.
1: Thank you, Karen.
0: And tell the babies I said hi. Will do. Will do. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Have a great week, everybody.